When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Well, excuse me! Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey, bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, but a rebel by choice. Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and madness, and we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. All right, guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Warning, creators of this game do understand the subject matter may be offensive to some, but they do honor the families and people that have been affected by these real-life tragedies that these individuals have caused. Wanna play a game? Oh yeah! Lover of true crime? Yes, yes, yes. Well, we got an interesting game for you to check out. Wow. With the mashup of influences such as horror movies, collecting cards, and RPGs. What? Led to giving birth to an incredible creation of this game. Killers, the card game. You are all my children now. This game is a collectible trading card game featuring some of the most infamous killers with tidbits of trivia on the back of each card to help you learn some insight to each criminal. Who the hell are you? Let's not forget, during the game, cops will be chasing you and these criminals. I'm a cop, you idiot! However, check out their website listed through all social media today, which can be found under Killers, the card game. Am I on the internet? I want to play a game. Hey, it's me, Sophia Claire, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. Boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, looking forward to this one, but we are going to be chatting with a 
gal born and raised in Redwood City, California, breaking her way into the music scene. Got some uh, new music out we'll get to, so let's go ahead and say hello to Sophia Claire. Howdy. Hi, how are you doing? Can't complain, nobody listens when we complain, but yep, I feel it's that. what it is. <laughs> so... Thank you for the little bit of a time adjustment, but how are things in your world right now? You know, like you said, I can't complain. I'm uh, finishing up my degree this May, putting out new music, playing here, there, and everywhere, and just just chugging along. So what is, if I remember reading this right, because we know everything online is true. (laughs) Right. You are focusing on business marketing for the degree. So are we, did we hit our finals? Are we graduating? What's the story there? So I'm graduating this May. Um, hopefully, no, I'm kidding. I should be graduating this May. <laughs> I've got finals within the next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, it's that home stretch. Yeah, unless we completely uh, crash and burn like Animal House. May I have 10,000 marbles, please? <laughs> We're great. <laughs> Oh my gosh, let's hope not. No, no. I'm thinking, I know this is totally sideways. I'm thinking of when they came in with the, get them, officially get them out of school. And Have you seen the movie? Animal House, I'm not. Yeah, they, their, their running joke was they had 0.0 grade point averages, <laughs> total national lampoon. So. Oh, you, you've got to try to get a 0.0 GPA. <laughs> And even then, it's, you know, so I was thinking of that scene when we were joking about the finals. Yeah, well, I've got so, my movie watch list. Yes. Oh, well, it won't do me any good because it's in the cabinet there. Let's go to the music. So there is, I don't feel like dancing today that I'm aware of, and there's almost over you. So let's go with, I don't feel like dancing today, which is, written with uh, Jennifer Alden. She's known for She Wouldn't Be Gone, Blake Shelton, and Donnie Skaggs. Any re- do you know if there is any relation to uh, Ricky Skaggs with you know, Donnie? I've asked that before, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure because I, like I said, I mean, I wasn't a writer on this song. It was pitched to yeah. me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. So f- with that being said, do you recall your feelings the first time hearing it? Yes, I do. I mean, this was when I was just getting started in country music. And even though I feel like I'm still so early in my career, I always remember that first song because um, I had been sent quite a few songs. And when I heard this one, I immediately like just stopped and was like, this is the one that we're going to release first because it just reminded me so much of myself and I thought that the message within the song was so relatable and really you could compare it to any, any sort of heartbreak that somebody goes through um, or any sort of tiredness that somebody feels, whether it's in your career, whether it's losing a loved one, anything, anything in that realm. So um, I, I really loved it and just, thought that we immediately had to record it because the lyrics were just so powerful. 
Well, I'm going to put that right here. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Coming out of I Don't Feel Like Dancing, which 
obviously we will have links to all outlets and all that fun stuff, social media, yada, yada, yada. I'd like to pull up my Seinfeld once in a while. So from what I understand, and I'll tell the joke one more time, even though it's a consistent through the show, uh, everything online is true. Dad was born and raised on a farm, taught you all he know about farming, hunting, animals, all that fun stuff. But the music side came from mom. So can you talk a little bit about your background there? Yeah, so I I grew up born and raised in Redwood City, California, where um, there is a lot of country music listeners, but it's not, you wouldn't think, hey, you know, this country artist came from Redwood City or, you know, everybody in Redwood City is listening to country. Um, but we were definitely one of the families that listened to a lot of country music. And that was mostly because of my mom and my aunt. They knew, or they do know, every song under the sun, like every lyric of every George Strait song. And it was just constantly playing all the time. And um, my mom actually took me to my first country concerts as a kid. Um, And with my dad's influences and his life and all the values that they instilled in us, I really felt like it correlated so much with country music and country music's values of family, tradition, you know, love, um, agriculture, horses, all of that kind of really related to my life. So it was a natural progression, me getting into country music. Now, from what I understand, the singing came into play around 10, 11 years old, give or take. And I'm curious to know with that, because obviously there's a difference between guys and gals, obviously. But did you, when I say that, you know, and I'm not going with the obvious reasons, but I'm thinking of vocal perspective. Did you have a time period when, okay, I'm going to start singing at 10, 11 years old, but it's then, you know how like with with the guys, you had the vocal cracking and different aspects on that end. Did you experience any of that? I feel like I'm constantly experiencing that. I mean, from when I first started singing at that age, and getting into vocal lessons, I didn't fully grasp the idea of manipulating your voice to sing in a healthier way until, you know, it, it took years and years of that and practicing to really fully grasp the idea of changing the way your mouth works to sing a certain way and to become more consistent. So it really just took a lot of practice and nailing it down every single time. And I think I still am going through vocal changes every day. There's not one day where my voice is at a hundred percent. It depends on the weather. It depends on the pollen. (laughs) It depends on, you know, how much I worked out the day prior or if I had dairy, it's, there's so many factors because it's not, you know, like a guitar that you pull out and, you know, you've got new strings on and everything sounds great. It's, your, your body is different every single day. So I feel like that's something that I'm constantly going through. And I think they say that like women, women's voices aren't fully matured until their thirties, their mid thirties. So like, yes, men go through that time period of like huge vocal change. Women are constantly going through it until their mid thirties. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. I'm no doctor, but I play one here. You know, so I do, 
Now, when you were saying working out, you're talking about the vocal working out and exercising, correct? Yes, but really anything. So even if you're you're working out and your body's really tired or your mind is stressed or something, it's going to have an effect on your vocal cords, um, which is something that was really hard for me to understand. And I would just get so frustrated the days when I felt like my voice isn't working like it normally does. And um, it took my coach kind of being like, listen, there are so many factors that contribute to this. And um, like you said, your diet, your this, your that, you know, the different. Yes, everything. So obviously there's influences such as, you know, the old school 90s. And I know I got a couple years on you, obviously, at least by a decade. No. But, you know, but at least Alan and Travis and Joe Diffie and, you know, the guy from the 80s and Randy Travis and all that stuff. Dolly. You know, there's just Cody Johnson of the newer generation, Johnny Cash, old school again. But I'm curious to know, and we can always cut this out, but Travis has been in the news lately with a particular beer company and all that stuff. Obviously, and I'm, and this is my mindset, I may not agree with personal beliefs, but why can't you enjoy what they do in terms of, you know, I'm saying the music. He is a musician or anybody. I'm just throwing that out there because that's been a recent topic. I'm curious to know what your thoughts on it are, because why can't folks just enjoy the music that this artist provides? Because obviously we're not all going to agree or disagree or whatever on the other stuff. Yes. So kind of like what you said, we're not all ever going to agree or disagree. I think it's so difficult to make people happy in this day and age, no matter what side you're on. So for me, I typically, I just sing. I yeah. just stick to singing. I, I am with Dolly Parton in the sense that I don't like to share my political beliefs. I love to keep that to myself. Um, and I just think that when we overshare and um, come out with, with our own personal beliefs, it's not going to make everybody happy. Some people are going to listen to your music more and other people are not going to listen to it at all. So you're always hurting your career. I think when you're doing that. Um, and I love Travis Tritt. I'm a huge Travis Tritt fan. I love his music. Um, and I won't stop loving his music because. But I, I think you hit it on the head as far as the oversharing. Yes. Would be the best way to put it. And exactly. It's just, it, it makes it so difficult for, it, it just is, everything feels black and white right now. Um, and I think that's obviously the current political climate of the world and of the United States in general. Yeah. Right? And when you're contributing to that as an artist, um, you're making it a lot more difficult for people to just, just enjoy the music. And that's what I want from my audience is to just enjoy my music and think of me as Sophia Clare, the singer, the songwriter, and not as Sophia Clare, who, you know, uh, 
believes in this, believes in that. Yes, believes in that, supports this, supports that. It's like, at the end of the day, yes, I'd love to stand up for what I think is right, but, um, you know, my music comes first, my career comes first. Exactly, and I would say this tongue-in-cheek in terms of, if I wanted to understand what Sophia Claire believes in, whatever, on other topics or real-life topics, the tongue-in-cheek part was, I would say, let's sit down and have a drink and have a normal conversation. Exactly. But I, the tongue-in-cheek part is I would never, my rule of thumb is I don't talk politics. I don't talk certain, you know I mean, certain situations. I don't talk the news by indulging in a drink or two. But that's, you know, a whole other subject. But with the influencers, obviously, is there somebody that you were looking forward to or that is on your bucket list to perform with? Yes. I have, I have so many right now, but Lainey Wilson is definitely one. I love her. I think that she is going to be one of the voices of our generation in country music. Cody Johnson, like you were saying earlier, I adore him. Um, and I love his focus on rodeo because rodeo has helped me a lot in my own career um, when it comes to singing national anthems and everything. Um, also, Ian Munsick. What he's doing is so unique and his voice is just so different and his music is so different. And I absolutely adore that about him. I think he's unapologetically himself and I aim to be like that. And I think all three of them hold that quality of just being themselves, sticking to their brand. And um, I would just be so honored to do anything with them. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be singing. Just to have a drink with one of them would be amazing and probably like me you'd be even though if we sat and had a drink or whoever it is it's you're still gonna pepper with questions and such i would assume they try to learn as you're you know having that cocktail yes definitely and i mean i've even messaged laney wilson on instagram just asking her a few questions asking for advice and every time she's responded to me that's pretty cool she's just that kind of person that's her um she's really happy to be where she is and she loves helping other people and really thinks and believes that there's room for all of us in this industry and that's a belief that i hold dearly so i just oh i adore her well i want to wrap with this and i found this interesting just because of my educational background and from what I understand, you are a historian at heart and love European history. And that's one half of thy degree, history. Oh, wow. And I'm probably admitting too much about myself, but <laughs> my friend always pokes fun at me. And I'm not, especially in those days. Like now, I like to sit back and have a glass of whiskey and or several and even have done it during some of these conversations and such. Mm -hmm. But my friend always pokes fun at me where history was one of those things that he had to work at in college. Yeah. Where he was more the math and science guy. Mm -hmm. And I would have a rare night out and maybe still, I, let's just say I had an early morning class. We'd have a midterm or final. 
Don't crack a book. Don't do any of that. Stroll in. B minus on a uh, Roman on the Roman Empire and stuff. And he's looking at me because I was cracking a book for six days trying to figure out this test and got to see how in the hell did you do that? So leads to the question: How or where did the love of history come from for you? So. About every two years, I go back to my dad's hometown in Italy and spend the summer with my grandma there on the farm. And I just, ever since I was little, I thought it was so interesting that no matter what little town you're in there, there's so much rich history. There's so much, whether it was the Romans or uh, the Pope and the Vatican and their influence on Italy or... um, any of the royal families at the time and the families that were involved in the papacy uh, always traveled through these little towns or there was little wars here. And even in my dad's little town, it's, I I couldn't even tell you the population. It's probably somewhere around a thousand. Um, But there's 12 different churches in this little town. You could walk around the town in probably 30 minutes and there is 12 churches and underneath Mm -hmm. There's all of these tunnels that the army used to crawl through to get to, to each church. And I don't even know, just all the like medieval stuff, all of that has always been so interesting to me. And I, I constantly, everybody makes fun of me, especially my boyfriend, because everywhere I go, I love to look up like what happened here or um, historical facts about this town. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. You know, it's funny. My uh, cousins went to, West Virginia University. Mm-hmm. And so we would drive from Jersey to go to see them at school or help them, whatever, get set up for the year, whatever. Yeah. And of course, I'd be like, we'd be driving down 70 and such from Maryland in the, that direction and all. And I'd be like, oh, and here's, yeah, half asleep. Oh, over here's, uh, they did. Within the next 15, 20 minutes, civil war, couple of civil war battles here. And like, yeah. I'm not, my phone's not in my hand. They're looking at me going, he's half asleep and he's pointing out historical. Like, that's like is, a whole other level, though. You've got that, like, like a Rolodex in your head. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's scary to Rolodex. And it's like, you know, like we or we'd stop at a turn off up and be like, oh weird uh okay that's you know and i'd spit something out and it's like they're like good lord and it gets me in trouble it's like why weren't you a teacher yeah my bad my bad i this is what i do now I'll go figure <laughs> so last 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 question now that I'm, we went off track with the history what's the goal for the next couple of years where do you see yourself musically musically in the next couple of years i see myself hopefully opening on tour for some great artist and living in nashville um right now i'm still in redwood city i'm kind of waiting for that something that gets me to move over there so um i think within the next couple of years i'll definitely be making that jump and yeah hopefully Hopefully just making some great music and and really bumping up those audience members and followers within the next few years. Well, obviously I will have links to and everything on all outlets of this. Sophia, thank you so much. 
Thank you. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Hey you guys, this is Ali Pauline and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio. <laughs>